Steve, we're back, and I still don't know where my mic stand is. <laughs> but it's like an improv show. We should be recording this. It's, it's like you're, you're working the stage. You got the mic going back and forth, you know. Yeah, it's kind of... I got to take the little, like, carry-carry type thing off of it. You know you know what we need? We need the those, like, the TV people get those those little boxes that they stick around the mics, and they say WTAJ on them. We need an SS. Mic flags. Microphone flags. Yeah, yeah that's yes. what they're called. Yeah. Look at that. Pro terms. Um, this is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve. Steve. Steve, we've got a lot going on tonight. Currently, I have a... I have a pork shoulder on the smoker that has been on there since about 1230. Currently at an internal temp of 160. Who knows if this is going to taste like rubber. That's my bet. Um, so <laughs> I, if I duck out, that's probably me tending to the fire real quick. Um, fortunately, I may have some help in the house. We had a fire alarm before in the podcast. If we actually had that's a real true. fire, that'd be cool. That's true. Um, there was something else I wanted to, to wisecrack about, and I can't remember what it was, so it can't be that important. Oh, you, you're Steve sitting outside. If you hear nature, this is Steve in nature. Um, it's it's very yeah, serene in, the, in his in the backyard with with no hole at all for the pool. I don't want so so like well, you got the fire smoker going. There was the debate about a, a small above ground pool for grandchildren someday, which I staked my claim firmly that would not happen. Didn't happen that way. So they'll be building one pretty soon. They will be building one pretty soon. So Steve, sounds like uh, sounds like you lost that one big time there, bud. <laughs> For I'm our loyal saying, listeners that are to, that are to this point in the broadcast that are family and friends, they are not surprised. I, I mean, I, as someone who grew up with a, a above ground pool, they are way more work than, than they are worth. But hey, <laughs> Tried to power to case. you. Didn't win. Power to you. All right, we've got a really good show today. I'm, I'm, I'm hyping this show up today because I do think this is a good show. We are going to talk about some Penn State news because there's been Penn State news this week. We've also, we're sticking with the transaction trend lately. There was a pretty big one in the world of hockey, um, and, and this is off the ice. So we'll talk about that. And then I want to pick Steve's brain a little bit about auto racing in America right now. And then old guy, young guy, as I've written down, I've got this handled so Steve has no clue what's coming. It's not a quiz, but I think maybe next week, maybe next week we will do a quiz. Maybe Steve could create a quiz for me too. I know. I need to do that again. You you score well or I, I grade easily, one or the other. So. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. All right. Steve, today we got some, some news. It's always nice when we, we waited a couple days between the lightning and just other things going on, but we, we kind of had, had some news handed to our laps pretty much a couple hours ago. Um we now know when Penn State football is going to play football games. We, we knew the relative date, but we now know that Penn State will open up its season at 12 o'clock Eastern time, 11 a.m. Eastern or uh, Central time at Wisconsin. Uh, we also know that on September 11th, they'll play Ball State at 3.30. And I forget the exact date. I think it's uh, September 18th. They will play Auburn at 7.30. And also the Illinois game, which is homecoming, is at noon. Um, Steve, I, I think, I think we'll get to the Auburn game in a second. Are you fed up with big, big noon games? Cause I'm fed up with big noon games. Yeah. See, you don't like, I forgot see, this is one of the few areas where like, we don't, I don't know. We just, uh, Hey, give me a noon game, get the day started, get it over with. And I like, and especially when it's not, when it's, when it's not home, like I'm not, you're not missing anything now on, on the road, right? Like, so what you get up, you watch the game games over by 334 you can you can have part of your day back 
you can do some stuff you can watch other big games at night so i'm kind of glad that we're not going to wisconsin well i guess it would still be fun afterward but like the 11 o'clock game seems like it would put a big crimp in like checking out state street before the game i guess you'd have to do it the night before that kind of stuff um but no i i like new games like give me the football get it over with and let me move on to something else so you don't i I just I don't know I just feel like they take like I feel like Fox's contract is just stealing every every good thing that that is college football. Obviously, like there's a couple other good night games that night because um, that's really the opening weekend for a lot of teams. Um, I think I think maybe Notre Dame plays someone pretty good that night, and there's a couple other games. Um, but at the same time, like I, it's just like maybe and maybe this is just very regionalized because my bubble really isn't that big, but I feel like there's been a lot of hype toward this Penn State-Wisconsin game. Probably some of that is my own whatever, because that this is this would be the, will be the last stadium for me in the Big Ten to go to. But I, I don't know. I, it just doesn't feel right to have a noon game. I, I, especially, a, it would be different if it was, if this was week five, but because it's week one, like, are that many eyeballs going to tune in to Penn State and Wisconsin on noon at Fox? Well, I think I think they'll give it attention before that. Now, I mean, this is their now. I I think they have the Ohio State game the Thursday night before. Ohio State at Minnesota is a Thursday night game, mm-hmm. which I thought there might have been some chance of this happening, but I think Wisconsin is a little too a little more tradition bound than Minnesota, and probably didn't want to go there if the discussions even happened. And Ohio State's probably a better TV draw than Penn State, honestly, on a Thursday night. Um, but no, this is their first big noon game of the year, the first part of the package for the season. I think they're going to get behind it and promote it, and open the season with it. And you've got a whole new broadcast. Like you have one, you don't have you don't have Urban Meyer anymore, so you've got a new broadcast team and what they're going to present to teams before the game. Um, no, it's a it's a big game. It's a big game for them, and they have said their big games are going to be at noon for the most part. So I hope you guess you as a Penn State fan, you're hoping many of those aren't at Beaver Stadium. And yeah. you'll take them on the road as best you can. I'm just looking at the, the schedule here. So the only other semi-interesting game in the noon slot that day is Stanford versus Kansas State. Um, the 3.30 slots, everybody's probably, and their brother's probably going to be watching this Miami-Alabama game. So I guess it's good that Penn State doesn't go head-to-head against that. Um Nothing really interesting at four. At seven, you've got nothing. Uh, yep, nope, nothing. Uh, okay, seven thirty though. You have Georgia and Clemson, and beyond that, uh, you've got UCLA and LSU later that evening at eight thirty. So ostensibly, it's the best game in the noon window. It's the start of the the, the viewing day. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked by it i mean i really thought there was a chance that it could have been like a weird a weird night before game later that day was kind what of I stuff was worried about too um and it's not so i think that's good for people who want to travel and make a saturday of it and be able to get out there and see what's going on um and then the game's over at four right and then you, then you do take in state street and whatever else is going on and all that wisconsin has to offer after the game so and then for me i'm i can watch the game at noon decide which other games I'm going to pick, you know, watch the rest of the day if I am or whatever else we got going on. So it's a good way to, to get the season started, I think. And it'd be a better way if, if they win. <laughs> um, 
any any other before we go to the Auburn game? Any uh, any other hot takes on any of the kick times that have been announced, or any games that haven't been announced that you're you're surprised that we don't have a kick time for? No, I don't think so. I, I, I stay, stay in with the noon thing, right? We're going back to the well, what we did last what last year didn't matter, but like the homecoming game at noon, right? Like there was a span of, of making the homecoming game at noon, and they would do some stuff afterward, and then I think we got off of that in twenty nineteen. And right. now it seems like they're back back on that again with the Illinois game being at noon, um, and I'm not quite sure why, but there was a, there was a run there of like five years in a row where homecoming was at noon, and it seemed to be a thing that the university wanted to have happen. Um, and if it's doing it this early, it must have been one they wanted to have happen, right? Yeah. Like they must have, you know they must have said, hey, let's we're doing this at noon. So so that is a little interesting. Um, no, and then we'll get our mix of six and fourteen day windows between now and then, and see what happens. I, I my gut does tell me that that Villanova game that that feels like a seven thirty that feels like that weird Big Ten seven thirty night game, yeah. And I don't know why because like I don't know who truly outside of the state of Pennsylvania beyond Penn Staters is going to be watching that game. Like I highly doubt anyone is going to be. And maybe the Auburn outside. game will. I mean, I I agree with you, but maybe the Auburn game having been at seven thirty already will push that off of that because mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. that's one of those games that while you like a night game. God, Villanova? Like, yeah. really? Like, stop it. Like, just don't even, you know, I'd even take the weird 4 o'clock time or whatever, you know, yeah. it's not 3.30 or whatever. Um, yeah, I hope not, but I, I, it has that feel like that would typically be there. But then, typically, there's not there's not an Auburn there at 7.30 Auburn, at night, yeah. the week right, right before, so. So, Steve, let's get to the Auburn game. Here is why I am thrilled about the fact that the Auburn game is at 7.30. My sister's wedding is that day. And it's kind of sort of in-state college. So there's a chance a that I could make a, a, at least a quarter of that game. So it, it's a win-win, I think, for me. A quarter? What time is the wedding? Hold on. You're cutting out. I, I don't know yet, but you know what? We're not there yet. <laughs> we have not figured it out yet, but I'm, I'm, I'll be in Beaver Stadium then. I was going to say, but what time's the wedding, man? Were you a quarter of the game? You get a whole half in. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I, I think I think that makes sense. Now, let's get to the, the real question that was going around Penn State Twitter all last week. Steve, you're in agreement that this should be the whiteout game, right? Oh, no doubt. Okay. There shouldn't yeah, be any like discussion. It, yeah. Like, all these people being, like, the Michigan game. Like, it, it's a... The Michigan's this has been wasted on not wasted, but this has been used on Michigan. How many times? How many times does does an Auburn come in? Like that is the one beauty of this of kind of the James Franklin era slash just the the Big Ten role that you have to play a Power Five opponent is like now for the next few years. Really, what would have been last year too? You're going to get very good non conference opponents coming into town you're gonna get to see west penn state play west virginia again and that game will have a lot of meaning probably to like people in your age group because that was a very big important game much like the pick game was you know there was talks of texas potentially being on the schedule further down the line and that would be be awesome doesn't seem like the virginia tech game is going to get returned or, or whatever there still is that virginia game which that's not necessarily as big of a draw as auburn but i just think like that to me is very exciting, um, and I think when you have these opportunities, the other thing is like that the Michigan game isn't till later in the year, and I think 
I, I think the whiteout works better in the warmer, warmer climates. Like I think more people, not the note, like I feel like we're at the point now when, when it is the whiteout, everybody's wearing white that supports Penn state. Like it's not even a question anymore. Um, but I, I just, I, it's a no brainer. I agree. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, and you're going to, Michigan's seen it before. Their fans have seen it before. Auburn fans are going to want to travel and see it and be a part yeah, of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, like it, it's just, it's, people have seen the Michigan Penn State show in white before, and it's been great and entertaining. If the, if this is, if Auburn Penn State is not the whiteout, it's a mistake. Like, I don't know what the debate is. I don't know. Say it now. Get people excited about it. Start a countdown to it. Whatever. Um, of course, we don't know if anybody's going to be in the stand yet, but still. Um, like, yeah, it's a no-brainer. And, and if it's not, it's a mistake. Okay. All right. I don't, I don't have anything else to debate there. I just wanted to make sure we were on the same page. Wow, that is a nice grill cover. Steve has a Penn State grill cover. I, I'm going to have to get one of those. Oh, it's, it's had better days. Though. You saw the good side of it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it looks nice. All right, Steve is currently walking into his house, so I'm going to vamp here for a second. Um, so we were, we we're moving on from Penn State stuff. We are now moving on to more transactions, and there was a massive one in the world of sports media. I think Steve would tend to agree. And that is that Mr. Wayne Gretzky, the great one himself, is going to be a Turner, it appears, studio analyst, but could be an in-game person. And, I mean, as somebody who shares his birthday with Wayne Gretzky, I am extremely excited about Get out of here. That was a subtle little humble brag there. That was nice. Well, if you really, if you want to go the opposite direction, though, and you want to you want to look up some Penn Staters who also share that birthday? It's not great. Um, so, <laughs> so I don't know. I have some. I, I'm excited about it, but I've also have some reservations. Steve, I want to see what your thoughts are on on this before we I share my reservations. I'm excited because it's a name. I mean, it's it's a it's. I, I don't think it's going to get casual fans. Like I, I just don't think people are going to say, "Oh, I have to turn in." Tune in to hear what the great one has to say. But he's hockey royalty. He deserves, well, he doesn't deserve. He should rightfully have a place on a national broadcast for a network if he's any good. Hopefully he's good. I mean, that's the other thing we don't know. Like, right? I mean, just because his wife can act or was attractive enough to get cast in movies because people (laughs) thought she could act doesn't mean he's going to be good providing insight. Um, his interview said he was going to be more positive than negative. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but it'll be interesting. But it's a name. It, it creates some excitement about the broadcasts. So I'm excited to see what happens. And beyond that, we'll see what happens. Okay, here's my reservations. Uh, much like I don't know if his wife can act because I didn't really live through that era. But I kind of think Wayne Gretzky has a boring personality. And maybe that's because I just don't see it enough or we don't see it enough and haven't seen it enough. But, like, this this deal is great in that, yes, Wayne Gretzky is going to be on my TV now probably three, four times a week. But it's also kind of like, I don't know. Like, it just doesn't – he's – is this what hockey needs? Like, and I say that coming off of the heels of, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a another Stephen A. Smith hockey video where he kind of did the Stephen A. shtick, and he he went off on Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and the Oilers for losing and getting swept. 
And it was very funny. Like, I think he was really just playing into the shtick. But I think that's more so what hockey needs right now than than Wayne Gretzky, who's just going to kind of be the monotone. And if he's going to be rah-rah-y or not negative, then what are we doing here? Like, I feel like that's why the – speaking of Turner, like, I think that's why the, the TNT NBA studio works is, like – Charles Barkley's not afraid to say anything. Shaq's not afraid to say anything. Even Ernie sometimes is, it gets in there and is is you know a little negative. Yeah, and I, and I'm not sure that who if he'll have how they'll play together, right? Like it's got to be he's got to have someone to play with if he does that. But I think you were right when you said I don't know if he has a personality. I I don't know if he does either. I mean, he was like Mister Efficiency, Mister Score, Mister. You know, he just did stuff, right? And and you're right. Like, well, I. And not in love with the Stephen A. Shtick. Hockey has a familiarity, especially in Canada, right? With Don Cherry and personality and bombastic and whatever else. And they're not going to get that for sure. But if they don't get some insight and a little bit of entertainment, it's just another guy. Yeah. Uh, even if it is Wayne Gretzky. And I don't know. I think, like, I think about that with, like, MJ. Like, I don't think MJ, I mean, I think MJ is probably the only other athlete that could really be in the same sentence as Wayne Gretzky in term, in least of the four major sports. Um, and I, I think, like, I don't think I would want to see him on TV either. I don't, I just, I don't know if he has a much of a personality like anymore. Like maybe, maybe back in the, his heyday, maybe back when he was like spicy Mike Jordan or, you know. and Yeah. Was, like if you got, if you got that guy, if you got smack talking, confident, little bit of ego, boy, that wasn't very good. I can't believe he did that. Even if you got back in my day stuff with him, that'd be great. He'd be he'd be super. Right. Like I just heard a story today, it was Dan Patrick on the Dan Patrick show, he had Dominique Wilkins and Dominique Wilkins talked about they were playing a game against the Bulls at home and before the game Jordan walked into their locker room, suit and tie, like walked into the home team's locker room, walked past everybody, walked to the guy that was gonna cover him. I forget what it, who who it was, but smacked him on the backside and said, "Buckle up, buddy. It's going to be a long night." And then walked out, right? And then hung sixty on him that night, right? Like if that guy's in the booth, great. But if it's if it's just, yeah, I I understand your trepidation with Kretzky. Like I I think the name is great. It's a, it's the it's the right signing to yeah. try, but it it could just be another guy. And if it's just another guy, that's no good. Yeah. If they give him segments, tips, things to do. Like to show off some skills and things like that, that can help as a crutch early on, I think. But he's gotta gotta have insights or he's just another guy. Yeah. No, he's gotta have a personality to him. Um also going to Turner is Kenny Kenny Albert, who does a lot of football stuff as well, uh, but is currently doing NBCSN. Darren Pang is coming back into the mix nationally. Um, he did some national stuff for various outlets back few years ago versus mainly when it was when NBCSM was was versus and OLN and all those years I love Darren Pang I'm excited about that but the one that I did want to talk about um and his stock so to speak I think is really rising and I don't know if you pay attention to this as much but Brian Boucher is the former Flyers goaltender and he is currently on NBCSN I love him I think he is the best Best analyst, truly maybe the best analyst in all of sports right now. Like, I think, and him going to ESPN is going to be massive. Like, that is exactly why I'm going to tune into ESPN. I want that type of mind. I want that type of person there. Um, but again, I go back to you 
very casual fan, does that do anything for you? If they're good, like I think Boucher's, I think he's good, right? So I think if I get to hear some hockey stuff that makes sense to me, gives me some insight, and, and makes it worth watching watching more than just the game, yeah, so it does do something to me. Darren Pang does something to me. Like, I think he's good. Like, I, I was ashamed that he didn't have as much of a platform. So I'm excited about both of those uh, for, for probably the same reasons you are. And then kind of behind behind the scenes or off 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 camera, if Kenny Albert's moving, that means that, that Penn State or Ben Boom is moving, who's his statistician and, and off-camera guy, kind of like Marty Aronoff. So so there we go. We got another Penn Stater doing stuff. Steve, with the with the rumor mill in the NHL media transaction. I don't role. think it's like I think they're maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not tied at the hip, but they've been tied at the hip throughout his career, I think. So I, I really like Kenny. I think he does an excellent job. So I'm excited that he's one of the national people. I, I'm not surprised that it's it's with Turner just because I feel like NBC or I'm sorry ABC, Disney, ESPN is kind of very exclusive with their contracts, and they, I don't think they would like him doing the NFL side, um, too. So, uh, but uh, you know, I think I think Kenny is probably kind of sort of the ne- our next is is the leader of like that next generation beyond like an Al Michaels. Like I think, yep. like like Doc was in that era. Um, Al Michaels. That's probably pretty much it for me. Right no, now, I mean, I mean Kenny's. Yeah, he's. One of the voices of the next generation has been around a while as, as it is. Proven, good, talented. I know there's a lot of great talent on hockey, like in terms of broadcast. And a lot of great, competent, more than competent talent, which which is good for the sport um, and good for fans. I, but I don't know that anybody's attracting anybody to show up. And I don't know if that's going to be Yeah, I think that's where a lot of our, our problems are. Um, I, I agree with that. Um, all right, so... Anything else about the hockey transactions, and or do you want? Are you ready to? Nope. I mean, hockey season's almost over for me now. Like I got another couple games probably. Well, how, however long you go, to, I got to join your bandwagon now. Thanks, I feel like I have you. my friend Terry, so nice who we watch the Yankees for, but now I'm watching the Lightning <laughs> for you because the Penguins are done. Thank you, buddy. That's you're just, what a what a nice guy, stand up guy, Steve. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. This weekend, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, look at that. That was a good segue. Um, is the Indy 500. And I, I, this isn't even necessarily a sports media topic. Sort of is a sports media topic. I didn't come with a lot, armed with numbers or anything like that. But I just wanted to pick your brain a little bit on, on this. I feel like in the last 10 years... Auto racing is not what it was in this country, what it used to be in this country. I think there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, I think people never really got into IndyCar. Like, I feel like people only really care about the one big race, the Indy 500, and that's that's pretty much it, unless you're a weirdo like me. Um, I think NASCAR started to really lose a lot of its stars because of just age and retirement. Um I also do wonder, you know, everything that's kind of come out related to the, to the racism around, you know, toward Bubba Wallace and all of that stuff. I think that's, you know, sports leagues fans want want to be a more equitable and want want in more and have easier access. And I, I don't think NASCAR's done a great job of that. Um, so my question is basically this. Do you think auto racing will ever have the same place it had in kind of the country, 
the country's fabric that it used to have probably early 2000s slash 80s 90s when i I feel like that was kind of like the peak of auto racing like late 80s to like very early 2000s no it won't um and and it's and some of it it's self-inflicted for both indycar and nascar so indycar had and this would have been god you'd have been young they split like the series split like there was open there was only indycar racing and then there was there was there was like it split into two series Mm -hmm. And, and when it did that it 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 just killed it because people just didn't know which one to pay to pay attention to. And now they're back in one, but it's still not quite right. there. And I, I think the quality of racing is good. And I think they don't get enough respect for how dangerous it is, what they do. Like, I think that's some scary stuff. Um, and those guys are, are, you know, pilots, they're test pilots on wheels. Right. Um, NASCAR's is self-inflicted because they got greedy. Like Earnhardt got big, Gordon got hot. They were going to places they hadn't gone before. They, they let go of tracks in North Carolina they didn't go back to. They went for bigger money in different places in Chicago and things like that. Now they're not. I don't think they're even in Chicago this year. Um, so that one's self-inflicted as well. So no, it's not going to be that big. I mean, Indy may sell out again this year. And this year it may. I don't know what their capacity is. And yeah. they may because people are happy to be back type deal. But it's not going to be in the fabric. And, and the other piece, parts is, part is so much of the media landscape has splintered that people have other things to do that, you know, there's, and they treat it that way. NASCAR gets one big race at the beginning of the season that's from the media. IndyCar gets one big race here in May from, from the media. And by the time they're determining championships, it's football season. Right. I think that's always been one of my bigger problems with, with NASCAR as I've gotten older and just developed more sports likes and interests. And, you know, I only have so much of my time. It goes. It's a really long season. Like baseball season is long, but NASCAR season's like feels just as long. It almost feels like they don't even like it, it feels like it's almost just one long year and they don't even really take any time off. It's kind of feels the same way like the PGA Tour feels to me. So I I think that's some of it. I, I don't know. I just I also wonder if like some of it is also like my generation doesn't appreciate not appreciate I just I, like I don't think my generation is into sports cars and, and cars that go fast the same way like your generation was. Like I feel like that was very Americana of like like it was it was very much a part of the American dream of get the white picket fence. You also get a fast car and like you know. Drive well, and there was a fabric of, of of tinkering with cars, right, or fixing your car mm-hmm. or making your car into a hot rod, right, in the fifties and sixties or whatever, or even before that. And now you can't. You can't mess with your own car much, right? Like everything's right. a computer. So th- I think there's that piece of it that's lost. Um, and, and I think they had a chance to change. Like I think NASCAR had a chance to adapt. Like Pocono has, you know, a Saturday-Sunday race now, a doubleheader. Instead of having two weekends, they have a mm-hmm. Saturday. And that's not a bad solution, not horrible. Like I'm glad they still gave them two races, but I'm sure it's killing them on the bottom line. And, and, and the whole thing of doing these segments and races, just make the damn races shorter. That's that's like just, another thing. That's, that's very just, confusing to me too. Yeah, like it doesn't. It, there's no value to it. Like, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I've covered it before, and, and I'm probably more than a casual fan, depending on it. But it, that has helped me to be less interested. Just run the stinking race and tell me who won. Yeah. Or if you want to run two races, if you want to run two 200 lap races the same afternoon, like almost like short tracks do across the country. Go ahead and do that, but the whole segments and it just—it's just not. It's, yeah, it's very weird and confusing. I think the other um, 
thing is, and you hit on it there, is is time. Like it, I mean, to sit down and, and watch a NASCAR race, you know, if there's a lot of cautions, there's a couple red flags, and who knows what else. It's it could be a five hour afternoon of of you sitting down and watching, and, and you know, you look at baseball and they're struggling with a, a three hour afternoon. Right, and, and that's why you're and, not growing the fan base. I mean, yeah. people watch, they're passionate. But you're not growing the fan base because it's just not it's not as easily accessible. And again, it's probably not a great experience for people who aren't who don't look like me. Right. Who, who, who you know, want to try to be a more diverse audience and do whatever. Those races are. Well, it's been a little while since I've been to one. Maybe it's been four years or so. But they, they still wasn't like the most welcoming atmosphere in the world. And when, and when they have to like ban the Confederate flag, you know, that yeah, like people there's, there, there's some issues so, there. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And it, the thing, the thing that I think about that is so fascinating to me is how big F one is in Europe. Like, and and even here in the states, it's very cult following. But the people that are passionate about F one are so passionate about F one. It's 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 the same enthusiasm that you see when people are very passionate about soccer, like a. a, a a European soccer club in this country. And they've done a good job. I mean, I think that, that Netflix series the past two years, that's got me back interested in it, and it's been fun to watch. Now, Monte Carlo this past week is tough because it's all qualifying. Nobody passes in the race, and it's it's kind of stinky. But, yeah, like, people are are anxious and interested and care. And, and that's the weird thing for NASCAR and IndyCar. On short track, at short tracks across the United States, like, if you... It's it's my sense, and I didn't get to one last year, but I will get out this year. Like, if you go to a short track somewhere in the United States, that's a pretty good evening. Like, it's loud, it's colorful, it, it goes off pretty quick, but somewhere between that prospect and what happens at the, at the top level, it loses a little bit in the translation. I, I've never been to a, a short... I've actually never been to any auto racing. I was at uh, the Steel City Nationals for for dirt bikes over in, in Pittsburgh. And that, that's a blast. Like it, it's a, it's a, it's a whole day experience and it's a great time, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I, the, is it, I mean, I, I, maybe it's, it's one of those things that you just need to go and experience it. But, but I don't think that's how you're going to grow a fan base. Like, I think it's the same problem that hockey's really having is like so many people will walk into an arena for the first time and leave a lifelong hockey fan. And I would assume it's probably similar with with racing to a degree but it's just tough to even get people in that door anymore um and i don't know what tickets cost to a nascar race i know i can't i know you know sometimes they can be pretty expensive but also it's again really especially here like for us to go to you know dover is probably three out probably three hours away from me um the poconos probably three hours away from me so it's something that being said, the number one thing on my sports bucket list, really my my bucket list, is, is to go to the Indy 500. I I think the Indy 500 seems like the coolest sporting event that there is. I think it it just I think there's a little bit of poetry in in the way the cars move and, and and stuff like that. And I think that so that is on the bucket list. Maybe not this year, obviously, but I think when, maybe when you year. when you go go for the go for like several days. Like so, I went. I've heard that it's not like you you can't go for one just the race. It's like no, because you got to go take it all experience. in. Right, like yeah. the parade in downtown is is a great piece of Americana, right? Like, and you can go and drive on the track. And I went with a guy whose son was like racing carts at the time, 10, 10, 12 years ago, 
and it, it was just a great experience taking all the Americana piece of it. But there's so much there. It's just more than the race because the race itself, it's kind of like Pocono. Like if you ever decide to go, if you ever go to a, a NASCAR race, go to a small track because you can't see the track. Like I think I haven't been to Daytona, no desire. Haven't been to Talladega, no desire because I've been to Pocono and you can't see the whole track. Like you need to go to like someplace like Richmond where you can see everything. It's three quarters of a mile. You can be up and see it all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but no, the Indy 500 is a good bucket list thing. I think Bristol probably also yeah. maybe on the list too. Just yeah. I think it, it it's. And that's almost that is almost kind of like the the Fenway appeal in the sense not maybe the history but like the just you got to see this venue like you got to see what this this place looks like type right. of thing because it, it looks cool. Anything else you want to add about auto racing? Because I know you're a bigger auto racing guy than than I am. No, I think you're spot on. I think it, it's it's lost some of it. I don't know that they're going to get people back, but I do think it is better in person than on TV. Um, and yeah, I hope you get a chance to go to one, even if a small one. Like I think it's, it's kind of like high school wrestling for me. Like if you're not a fan, like the one-on-one thing or college wrestling. Like even if you're not a fan of it, the one-on-one competition and a loud crowd in the right atmosphere can make you have an enjoyable, enjoyable yeah. event. Yeah. All right. Um, that's it for the hard topics this week. Well, the, those were the easy topics. Again, this is not a quiz. It's just one question, Steve. Oh, this is one this question. week. This week's can, can I just say that, that when we get the when Darian does the show, he sends a rundown, right? And I told him before we sh- we we started, I said I see these four words, and they send a cold chill down my back. <laughs> I've got this handled, so uh, I'm <laughs> I'm waiting to find out. All right, it's it's. I think you'll like this one, Steve. I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I feel like we've talked about this topic before, um, but I don't think we've ever fully dive dove, dive dove into it. Um, my simple question to you is this. What is the state college establishment from your college years that you wish you could go back to, whether it's a bar, restaurant, anything, and why? The surf and, it, 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 and and the caveat is it cannot still exist, so you can't say like the corner, okay. like like that. The surf club for ten cent wings. All right. What is the surf? Where was the surf club? It is now, I think, the Dark Horse. Or was nope, the dark, the dark RIP dark horse. Okay, so whatever that is now, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, it's. I think there's an X in it. I, I forget what it is. It was there. Okay. Um, and it was beach themed, right? Like so that they have they have little um, shark plastic things that would go in your drinks, little rubber sharks they would hand out with their drinks and whatever else. But it was like the pregame place for the guys that we hung out with because ten cent wings. So we oh, we would go cool. there and get like like five dollars worth of wings a piece. And then be ready to go to like the gaff or uh, the first or the skeller. But okay. I think the surf club. Because the first is still here, right? Yes. Not the same, but still here. Skeller's not here, but doggies is. It's close. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It, it, like, I'm not going to die my, on that hill. Like, I, they're trying. Like, I appreciate all that happened. But minus the controversies, it actually is very. Like, the renovations they've made to it is not, are nice. Like it, right. And there's an outside now. It's much better. It's, it's a better place than it was. Yeah. Um, but when you tell people about what we used to go, like, that you could go there and all you did was buy a case of ponies and that was what you shared. You, you were there for the, the drinking case of ponies days. Like, did you ever do that? How many oh, yeah. Times? That was all we did. Like, that was, you would go okay. and somebody would buy a case of ponies and then the next person would buy a case and that was, you know, we went through a little twenty four seven bottles. And how much did, it, did, it, did a case cost? God, it was, it was like, it might have been like 14 bucks or something like that. Maybe 13 that's I insane. forget. That's insane. All right. 
That's yeah. insane. Um, hold on, I have one more question there. Uh, the first. Uh, let me ask about the first. Did you go when they had the the you you bought a picture and no, it was like you bought a picture and like that you bought the picture for the night type thing and then you would sell the picture. I've heard stories oh. of people selling pictures like you would have to get there early because they would give you free refills or something and then if you got there late you would buy a picture off of someone so like people would make profit off of that's possible i don't i don't remember that vividly but i remember that that was kind of like that what i remember from that mostly that probably freaks people out is when the first family would play right like they'd play like all these sing-along tunes and whatever else and they'd play like the john denver or whatever the americana they call it that good old Mountain Dew, right? And mm-hmm. they, they would pass around a bottle of, I don't know what it was, but everybody took it and, oh God. and, and took a sip. As Especially in COVID era. Woo. I'm just, I, I remember that vividly. Like that was, it went up and down the tables with people taking a drink. Okay. All right. I think that's it. That's all I, I wanted to, to know about. Are, are all yours still here? No, no. So Dark Horse would be one of one of them. Okay. But my number one place, and it's not a bar, it would have been Fraser Street Deli. Okay. I, I loved Fraser Street Deli because it was right by the Collegian. I would get a Capoletti with no, uh, no Russian dressing on white, and it was made perfectly every time. And I legitimately cried the day that they closed the Fraser Street Deli. It so, was a good place. Uh, yes, I, I know Josh occasionally will tune into this podcast. So if Josh is listening, I miss those sandwiches. He knows I miss those sandwiches. Um, no, it was a good place. Think, I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else. Like, nothing, I mean, we, I, I spent a lot of time at the first. So, and to me, like I, I fortunately got to go to the first before they added that little renovation to the left yeah, yeah. to where the stage is, like that. Yeah. So I got to see the smaller first, and it is amazing how small the first is. Like, if there's anybody that's listening to this podcast, which there's a couple people that I do know that have never been to State College and have heard us talk about the first, it like most houses don't even have a room that is as big as the first is. Like, it is very tiny. It it really is. It's not. It's not a big place, but it is. It is a dive bar, and it is. It is heaven. The other, my other go-to dive bar in college, that was the brewery. I feel like that place was very. And we didn't. And we didn't go there enough. Like we had friends who went there, and like then one of our daughter's friends, that was her favorite place, when she was in college, and she introduced us to it. And I kind of feel like, and we were there, two weeks ago for my nephew who graduated, and it, I kind of like the vibe of it. Like it's not crazy, it's not whatever, but you can just kind of go in and hang out. So. Yeah. The. the... I feel like there was a lot of like journalism people that hung out there. So that was always kind of like a, like, I think there was a, I don't know if he's still, I don't know if he was a TA or a, some type of professor that was taught one of the like 160 or 260 classes. He had a band or something. Okay. Um, Hops and Vine or something. Like oh that. yeah. Jonathan's still teaching. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So he, I had him in class and then like I went to the brewery one night and he's like in there playing. They're good. Like she and him, they both work for the university. They're both good. Uh, yeah, like it, it's it's interesting all the connections. Like we came back, God, five or six years ago, when one of our daughters was still had just finished school but was still in town, and we had been at Tussie to see a movie, like Mountains Movie on the Mountains, right? And she called, said, "Hey, come downtown. We're, we're at Bill Pickles." I'm like, so we get downtown to Bill Pickles, and the line is around the corner, all the way down, halfway down the other street, halfway down College Avenue. So I text her, I'm like, "Hey, big line, love you. We'll see you later." 
oh, no, 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 come to the door. So we come to the door, right? And the manager comes out and he's like, are you her parents? And we're like, yeah. Oh, well, come on in. <laughs> so when you get to the point that the manager of the place knows your kid well enough to let you skip the line, that was a little concerning, but also quite helpful that night. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like... Right. Trying to think. Um, yeah, no, I think that would be. I think Fraser Street Deli would be my number one place of. That's of a good call. No longer around state college businesses, unfortunately. Um, all right. Anything else? No. I just want to pick was your good. brain on that nostalgia because I, I feel like we've broached that topic a couple mm-hmm. times, but never really got into it. So I wanted to dive into it. That one was bugging me. All right. Um, great news, Steve. Uh, my uh, oh, poke shoulder is up at, up to 171, so we're only like 35 more degrees to go. That's so. great. So we're looking Work probably at a 12-hour cook, but this is going to taste like rubber. No, it's going to be great. That's how long it's supposed to go. I know, I know. Low and slow. I, we, did, we did salmon the other day, and I, it, it truly ruined the way I cook any other prepare salmon See? ever. Like I, so I'm hoping. Update right. for next week. Keep, that, keep people waiting. We'll get the update on the, on the pulled pork next week. Yes. Hey, um, before I wrap up the show, I did want to say I was looking at the numbers today. We have over a thousand downloads all time, and I, I think that is very impressive. That there's yeah. a, there's probably like, you know, you do some math there, at least sixty people or so that listen to us. Good so time. thank you for yes. that. Um, we're very excited about that. Um, I can't believe that some of you still listen to this show, but you know what. Steve and I enjoy it. Like I, this is my favorite, one of my favorite hours of the week, unless the lightning are winning. No, I would. No, would no. you agree? I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. So, I we're gonna keep doing it for it for for forever until we turn into Rob and Mary Jean from York. PA. They're still on our rundown. God bless them. So there's gotta be a Rob and Mary Jean out there who are just diehard Penn Staters. Um. All right. So. While you're doing all of that, please make sure you subscribe to us on all of the podcasting services so that we can get more of those downloads. Um, like us on Facebook. I've been trying to post there more often. We've got an email for the show, which is stuffsummersayspodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can email some feedback or you know some other things. We did get some feedback from my wife, um, and Harrisburg is apparently central Pennsylvania. I disagree, but we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> um, and... Other than that, my Twitter handle is at Stuff Summer Says. Your Twitter handle is at Steve Samsel. Is there anything else we need to talk about this week, Steve? No, that's it. Thank you. This was good. And I didn't that's fail a quiz good. or anything. Yeah, you know. But maybe next week you'll fail a quiz. Maybe. I'll have to think of one. Listeners so. can always hope. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>